Hey there, folks. How will the escalating crisis in Ukraine and Israel, combined with the US stance on Taiwan, impact the Xi Biden meeting this week? I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. Hello, it is so great to be with you wherever you are watching us from. Also on Ticker Today, a surprise return to politics for a former British Prime Minister, but first... In a high-stakes diplomatic encounter, President Xi uh, Xi Jinping of China and President Joe Biden are meeting to try and end the freeze. One year after their last in-person meeting, Xi Jinping and Joe Biden will come face-to-face once again in San Francisco. Tensions in Ukraine have surged as Russia's military presence continues to grow. And now the Israel-Palestine crisis reignited, fresh clashes erupting in Gaza. Plus, a thorny issue of Taiwan looming large still with the US reaffirming its commitment to the island's defence. So how will they get past all of this? And more, we're joined by David Jang from China Insider in New York. Uh, David, great to see you. Uh, What do you think both leaders will want out of this meeting? One of the most important aspects to talk about is restoring the military-to-military communications channels, and this is something that the United States really wants because this serves to somewhat limit China's aggressive behaviors around uh, the Pacific region as well as around the world. And I think the the Chinese side desperately wants some sort of an, an economic pressure relief uh, some sort of an economic concession in either that's banning or restrictions on the semiconductor or high-tech aspects. And I so think that these are the two, uh, one each, what they would expect to get from each other. In many respects, President Xi needs Biden to remain in power because obviously we know if Trump becomes the nominee for the Republican Party, he has a rather hawkish stance on China. That's how the US and China went down this path a few years back as well. Do you think that this is a a show of support from President Xi for Joe Biden to say that on the world stage, Biden can fix relationships, whereas Trump's a wrecker? I think it's more of a different approach from Xi Jinping because simply because right now he's facing so much tremendous uh, amounts of domestic pressure. Mm. Nope, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, carry on, David. And uh, I think the overall uh, outlook of this meeting is that somehow the U.S. can save China in a sense when it comes to the economy. And uh, so I think, you know, we talk about how Trump with the trade wars, I think in fact, the Biden administration has normalized some of that trade war aspect continuously uh, or continuing from the Trump administration. So I think uh, for Xi Jinping right now, the look is to get somewhat of an uh, agreement going with Biden in terms of trade. But uh, I don't see this as a short term. I think it's a long term problem the two countries aren't going to solve that is on the economy and the trade aspects. Are you surprised that that is the case, that we are seeing a situation where uh, you have uh, the leader of China who's been so outspoken against the United States now meeting with President Biden on American territory? I actually think it's it's quite interesting because for a while leading up to the meeting, China was in full embracing uh, the uh, American eagle mode, whereas the before that it was full on bashing uh, the American eagle mode. So I think just within two weeks, they sort of switched tones. I think this is all because of what Xi Jinping and China wants uh, at the moment rather than a long-term thinking, because we know for a very long time, it's very much of this wolf warrior aggressive approach. So it's really up to what the CCP and the Chinese government wants at the time. So I'm not surprised. I think this is a very temporary uh, relief for both sides, but it won't maintain a long-term effect. 
There's a lot that they don't agree on though, right? You've got the Ukraine crisis where the United States has been accusing China of assisting Russia, potentially even handing over weapons. Now there's the war in Gaza, uh, where obviously China's taken the opposing side to the United States a little bit more cautiously, but still. Um, do you think that those issues will be amongst the topics or is this mostly economic? Yeah, I think those issues, Aaron, you mentioned are actually the most important, but they're also the most difficult for the two sides to agree on. I don't think either side will budge because these are red lines for them. And so I believe the meetings will entail being the, the number one, as well as some other stuff. But I think the key here is that uh, I think both sides understand that they're not going to get everything from this meeting, but it is a temporary sort of uh, a, a reset spot, so to speak. But uh, we won't see the effects last a long term. But for right now, that's enough. And talk to us about, I guess, the relationship, the personal relationship between President Xi and President Biden on this. What do we know about how they get on? Right. We keep hearing Biden talk about how he went to the Tibetan plateau with Xi Jinping. So I, I assume it's to highlight that uh, they do have an ongoing relationship. But I don't think the leader's personal relationship would affect too much in, when it comes to things like the economy. But I do think that it does matter uh, with the optics of how the two countries want to be. No other countries around the world, I don't think, wants to see the number one and number two economy go head to toe uh, or head to head in a, in a kinetic war or perhaps even a trade war. So I think it's good for two sides to sort of maintain a uh, responsible image with each other and with the rest of the world. It's interesting, we've seen over the past few weeks now, uh, President Xi heading to the United States for meetings with uh, President Biden. But last week we saw Anthony Albanese, the Australian Prime Minister, heading to Shanghai and then Beijing for high-level talks. It seems to be a real thawing out of relations between China and countries that just over the past few years it has been going head to head with. What can we read into that given we often say that the United uh, that China cares uh, 10 times more about what happens inside the country than external? Well, you definitely want to make friends with all the friends of the person that you're trying to make up uh, with. And so remember because it's much closer to China, as well as uh, we know that uh, the Chinese side had an aggressive trade war launched against the United uh, against Australia. So I think this is all but a part of trying to make uh, amend the relationship overall with the West. And uh, let's see how far it goes. But I think that's again, it's very, uh, quite temporary. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Thanks so much for your time. Okay, the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has reinstated David Cameron to his government as part of a surprise cabinet reshuffle. The shakeup came as a surprise as Cameron retired from politics in 2016 after the Brexit referendum. Former UK Prime Minister David Cameron arrived back in Downing Street on Monday to take up a surprise new role as Foreign Minister and the new title of Baron. Current leader Rishi Sunak shuffled his cabinet and handed a life peerage to Cameron, who stepped away from politics in 2016 after the Brexit vote to pull Britain out of the European Union. Are you getting sacked for telling the truth, Home Secretary? The PM's long-planned reset was finally triggered by the firing of Interior Minister Suella Braverman over her criticism of police, an act which threatened Sunak's own authority. The ruling but divided Conservative parties badly lagging the opposition Labour Party ahead of a general election expected next year. 
And the return of a beaming Cameron suggests Sunak might want to bring in more centrist, experienced hands rather than appease the right of his party, which supported Braverman. Opposition lawmakers described Cameron's return as an act of desperation. It may also awaken divisive debate over Brexit, which Cameron himself opposed before resigning after six years at the helm. But I do not think it would be right for me to try to be the captain that steers our country to its next destination. Since then, the UK has had a few captains in Downing Street. The latest was forced to act against his interior minister after she defied him last week by penning an unauthorised newspaper article. Braverman accused police of double standards at protests, suggesting they were tough on right-wing demonstrators, but easy on pro-Palestinian marchers. Critics said that inflamed tensions between a pro-Palestinian demonstration and a far-right counter-protest on Saturday, when hundreds of thousands took to the streets of London and nearly 150 people were arrested. I intend to do this job in the way that I feel uh, best protects the British people and our interests. James Cleverley, previously Foreign Minister, was appointed to replace Braverman. Her attention might now focus on preparing for a possible future race for leader of the party if next year's election goes against the Conservatives. A new breakthrough technology has been pioneered that's capable of selectively infiltrating and killing cancer at the cellular level. So what exactly is it? And we're joined by Roger White from Theralase Technology Inc. Great to see you, Roger. How did you actually get started with this? Um, I actually got started. Uh, believe it or not, I started as an electrical engineer and I started working for an automotive company, Ford Motor. I was going to do well there, but I wasn't going to run my own show. And I started off my own show in uh, 1994, uh, producing medical lasers for um, pain relief. Uh, then I pivoted the company in 2003 into a pharmaceutical company uh, when I in licensed for these photodynamic compounds, these uh, drugs that have an affinity for cancer cells and then can be light activated to destroy them. So talk to us about how it actually works. Well, it's kind of interesting. In our bodies, we all have a, a natural protein or glycoprotein called transferrin, which transports molecular iron to every cell in our body. Cancer cells are very dangerous because they grow at an unregulated rate. They continue to grow and grow and, and take over an organ and a body eventually, unless they're destroyed. So this same mechanism is what we're using because our photodynamic drugs are from the same family as iron, being from a ruthenium compound. And so they bind with transferrin and they're able to be transported preferentially to cancer cells. Once they get to a cancer cell, they're absorbed. We can then light activate them and we can destroy the cancer cell from the inside out. So talk to us about the technology working for patients with bladder cancer, for example. Yes, absolutely. So if a patient uh, unfortunately has bladder cancer, uh, the standard of care is what's called Bacillus Kelmed-Garin or BCG. Uh, if that fails, they're known as BCG unresponsive patients. And these patients are looking at a radical cystectomy. So a removal of the bladder and the associated uh, lymph nodes and organs. Uh, for these particular patients, we want them to save their bladder and obviously their quality of life. So we take our drug, we instill it in their bladder for about an hour. It localizes to the cancer cells, not to the healthy cells. Uh, we then drain the bladder. 
We fill it with water. We insert fiber optics uh, intravesically into the bladder. We activate the drug and it destroys the bladder cancer, leaves the healthy cells intact, and they void out the cancer cells. Then they go off to recovery and hopefully cancer-free. And just quickly, how can we learn more about you guys? Uh, you can go to our website, www.theralase.com, um, or you can search online for Theralase, T-H-E-R-A-L-A-S-E. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Roger, thanks so much for joining us on Ticker. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. And more Ticker right after this. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes. 